So Wednesday afternoon, the team was back on the practice field for some physical strain. Over the next 48 hours, the mental strain kicks in. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day, whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast. We are free, and I thank you for coming along for the ride. We appreciate you. If you are watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. If you're listening, I got my Twitter handle up there, at Mark Culkin. Go ahead and send me a DM. All right. So I was back on the with the team uh, at practice Wednesday afternoon, and it was hot, really hot. Um, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's almost like Lincoln Riley. He loves to control every aspect of the football program. I had no idea that he was on first name basis with Mother Nature. Because he turned up the thermometer to around 90 or so this afternoon. Saturday's game time kickoff is at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And anybody who is familiar with Southern California during Labor Day weekend, it's typically the hottest weekend of the year. And the forecasted temperature right now is in the mid to high 90s and climbing. On the field, temperatures are going to definitely be in the triple digits. So... On that note, uh, <laughs> the guys came out in shells on Thursday following a full padded practice, excuse me, on Wednesday following their full padded practice on Tuesday. Uh, but in Alex Grinch's world, defensive coordinator, there are no off days. Um, the, as I mentioned, the coaching staff, they really stress uh, physical practices and that's how it's going to be during the season. Uh, you know, Tuesdays, full pads, Wednesday, shell. But um, Grinch, you know, Alex Grinch previously described the team's Tuesday and Wednesday practices as the first two games of the week uh, before the game on Saturday. Just to kind of put things into context, how he looks at things. <laughs> um, how we're now with, uh, with the, most of the physically demanding uh, part of practices this week over with, um, so basically you're asking yourself, well, what's left if Tuesday and Wednesday are, are where they're really going to strain the physical part? Well, there's 48 hours of some mental strain coming up. And the way Alex Grinch describes it is uh, now that the mental component, uh, now the mental component goes through the roof. Grinch explained, if we can't stress you physically, we're going to stress you mentally. So we don't take any days off. we got a lot more to accomplish this week. Uh, for any of you who've seen the movie uh, Spinal Tap, um, this is where Grinch takes his, uh, his, his volume knob and turns it up to 11, where most people have a, their volume goes up to 10. Um, 
Grinch is going to really take these next 48 hours, at least with the defense. And I'm going to make a safe assumption. This is what it's going to be like for the entire team. Uh, For these next 48 hours, there's going to be a lot of film work, a lot of questions and answers, and you better have the right answer when the coach asks the question. Um, Again, mental strain is just as strenuous as physical strain uh, with this coaching staff. Uh, The injury report from practice isn't going to take too long for me to go over, uh, but I will remind the listeners and the viewers who might not be up to speed where we're at. Uh, The team is, at this point, probably in all the years that I can remember, this is one of the healthiest teams I can remember going into the first game of the season. Um, There's still a couple days to go, so knock on wood. Uh, Nevertheless... um, just a couple of names here we'll go over that weren't able to suit up today. Uh, Jason Rodriguez, uh, offensive lineman, uh, he's dealing with a knee issue. He's probably still another couple weeks away, according to sources. And freshman cornerback Damani Jackson has an undisclosed injury, uh, at least one that I'm not aware of, that's um, keeping him away. But I do know he's going through some rehab. Uh, I don't think it's too serious because Lincoln Riley has mentioned um, that he anticipates seeing Damani play this year. So uh, if it was something serious, I don't know if he would go out on a limb with that, so to speak. Other than that, everyone else is back or uh, limited in their participation uh, during the week, That what we can see. Again, uh, the media has very limited access. And we did find out today, going forward with practice, uh, no longer will we have access to the assistant coaches. On Tuesday, Lincoln Riley will meet with the media. On Wednesday, Alex Grinch will speak for the defense. That's it. We still have access to players uh, so much that we will put in the request at the beginning of the week, and then we'll see who's available, um, yada, yada, yada. But as far as talking to the coaches during the season, during practice, it's going to be Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch, and I'm. We're going to get the assistant coaches after games, unless uh, they start to do what happened last year, which they better not, because that's not a good sign. That means they're losing, and the coaches don't want to deal with us. So, um, let's assume we'll be talking to the assistant coaches after the games, but during the season practice, Riley and Grinch. That's who we're getting. On that note, though, again, everyone else is back from injury uh, or they're limited in participation. However, you know, the Rush End Group has been a mash unit for most of camp. Uh, however, these last two weeks, I think we've seen the group get healthy. Um, no one's wearing a yellow jersey. Uh, Romello, had, Romello Height has been wearing one for up until this, this week. Um, he was limited contact when you have that yellow jersey on. And Corey Foreman is definitely trying to make up for lost time. Um, and I think it's, he really understands the importance of this. Every time I see him, he's moving. Uh, he's just not walking. He's there. There's a sense of urgency going on right now. Uh, before practice starts, he's running from the McKay Center to the practice field. When practice is over, he's getting next to running. He's working with coaches. You're going to see Corey Foreman play this year. 
you're going to see Corey Foreman play a lot on Saturday against Rice. I'm just trying to build things up, put things into context. Uh, Alex had said that um, I think for the most part that the guys have gotten healthy, gotten some reps. It's trial by fire. There's a reason you have practice, right? And if you're not involved in it, it's really hard to get better when you're not on the grass. But all credit goes to Coach Manning. He's great at what he does in terms of getting those guys up to speed mentally and those things, end quote. So while we still don't have a, an official depth chart released, um, as of I'm taping the show uh, Wednesday evening, uh, I think we have a pretty pretty good idea who's going to be playing on Saturday. And so do the players. Um, I spoke with uh, Brendan Rice for a few moments after practice, and I tried to get his thoughts on how the reps uh, were being balanced out um, based on his position coach, Dennis Simmons, uh, comments from a couple weeks ago, actually, uh, when he said that they have an idea of the rotation, uh, but now it's just about balancing the reps among the rotation. So when I asked Brendan that question, you know, how how are the reps coming along? He very quickly asked, uh, has, the jep- has the depth chart been released? And I said, not publicly. He said, well, I better not answer that question then. And he, which solicited a big uh, laugh from, from the media scrum. He knew better. These these players are trained beforehand what to say, what not to say. Um, and you got to give credit to the powers that be. They're not going to allow um, these players to be put in a position or a situation where they can be taken advantage of. And that wasn't where I was coming from um, in no way, shape, or form. But you'll under, when you see players answer questions, you'll understand why they kind of seem a little guarded. They're not going to give you an answer right away. Most of the times they're, they're letting it resonate, digesting it, making sure they understood it um, to the best of their ability. And then they're going to answer the question very benignly, very politically, um, making sure nobody gets upset. All right. So, um, he did offer up uh, one life, one nice little, I guess, quote, nugget, however you want to put it. Um, I want to see this wide receiver group come together. I think we definitely can live up to the hype. And I think we are the top wide receiver group in the nation. So whether or not the guys over in Ohio State hear this, Alabama, if you're listening to the show, you now, now you heard it. USC has the best wide receiver room in the country, according to Brendan Rice. I also got to speak with uh, Romelo Height, um, the Russian transfer from Auburn. And before this is great. I, I love this. Before anyone can even ask him a question uh, in the in the press scrum, he asked to be reminded of all of our names. And he literally went around. What was your name? Shake your hand. Um, so he could address us by name, and you got to respect that. Uh, and I, uh, he also got a pretty big laugh at the end of the interview because um, he was asked about Tuli 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 new Mercedes, and um, actually he got a couple of laughs. Number one, if you haven't seen USC's Boulevard hype video, uh, Tuli and uh, 
I think Jordan Addison was the other player. They were at the uh, Fletcher Jones Mercedes picking up their new rides. Uh, Romello really wants to get in, get in, get in Thule's. Um, he said it's a pretty sweet whip. So go check out that uh, that, that video. You really need to. Uh, the other uh, laugh that he solicited was, as I mentioned, it was a pretty warm day uh, Wednesday for practice. But Romello's from, you know, he's from what, Alabama. They get a whole different type of heat down there. You get 90 degrees, but you also get humidity. So when he hears his teammates complaining about how hot it is, he's just like, guys, no, go away. <laughs> They're saying nothing. Um, so again, when you're checking out that hype video, checking out uh, the boulevard, uh, and you get to see these new cars, and they are pretty sweet. When you're done, go check out betonline.net. Because they are your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bet Online is your continued source. Source for all of your betting wagering. Yeah, I just read that. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, go Dodgers. <clears throat> Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, moving forward. So Caleb Williams, he hasn't been a Trojan for very long. However, he's already achieved one of his dreams. Uh, he told us after practice that it's actually been one of his dreams. I've always wanted to be a team captain. I had COVID, I had COVID year in high school, so I couldn't really be a captain. And, and that was a dream of mine. I really can't wait to get out there and help the team um, and help us reach our goals. He also had a message for the student section who's going to be attending the game his first game as a captain and as the starting quarterback. Um, quote, I want y'all, y'all, to be loud. I want y'all to be rowdy, except when we're on offense. Other than that, do your thing, have fun, be safe, and after the game, we'll be running over. So, uh, you know what to do, Legion. I think that's what you guys are calling yourself this year. Not a fan, got to admit. You're the Trojan family, but uh, if that's what you want to do, you do you. But uh, if you do you and you do it well, you can anticipate Caleb and the rest of the team uh, running over after the game, celebrating. Someone will be up on the ladder, waving that victory sword, leading the band, and uh, treat your new team captain well, guys. Uh, you you want to know why uh, Thule is so popular in a team captain? I didn't mention this on Tuesday, but Lincoln Riley did. Uh, what he said about Thule, he hasn't missed not one spring practice. He hasn't missed one rep of fall camp. He never misses anything. He's always He just always shows up ready to compete. You can just tell our guys, our whole football team feeds off of him, end quote. When you hear a coach say so-and-so makes everyone around him better, they're talking about Thule. That's what he does. 
that's, I mean, that is the ultimate compliment that you can receive from your coach when you make everyone around you better. Well, when your coach recognizes that you're never late, you're always there, you're always competing, and you never miss a practice, a repetition, uh, you're a coach's wet dream. You, there, there are not enough of you going around. And imagine a roster with 85 scholarship players with Tuli Tuipolotu's drive. You're unbeatable. The staff knows this, and the staff appreciates this. The players and the team recognize this as well. That's why he's a team captain. Uh, Wednesday's practice, I got the I you, we you know that we have a very limited time in there to do our filming and and watch what we can see. Trying to watch what's going on with the offense is it's futile. So I I literally I look over my shoulder to see what I can see. Other than that. I'm focused on the defense. And I think, I I hope you guys appreciate that because I I think everyone anticipates this offense this year to be pretty good. Uh, There's not a whole lot that I'm going to be able to to build up that hasn't already been built up with Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Travis Tye, Austin Jones, Lincoln Riley calling the offense. An offensive line returning with years of experience and uh, a battle going on for the for those tackle positions. Again, still no official depth chart. I did hear that one player got a, the majority of the reps at left tackle. We'll find out if uh it's the incumbent or if it's the transfer. I'll uh I divulge that information on the VIP form over on wersc.com. That's not for free. Sorry. <clears throat> However, um, what I did see when I was hanging out watching the defense is I watched the defensive line group with Coach Sean Nua uh, for as long as they would let me. <laughs> they literally have to say, hey, Mark, let's go. Um, but I'm loving this group right now. Uh, the, the intensity that they have, the way they just get after it. Watching uh, Solomon um, Tule Alpupu. Uh, just go nutso tackling that dummy bag. I'm telling you, it's it's fun. He's going to play Saturday. Uh, let's just hope he. Uh, let's just hope it's more than one play, because that's all he has so far in his career. Uh, you're going to actually your defensive line group. I think this is the majority guys. You're going the repetition you're going to see are going to be rotated among. Tuli, Nick Figueroa, Dejon Benton, Brandon Peely, Tyrone Tulaney, uh, and Stanley um, Taufo. Uh, those guys are going to be getting the majority of the reps just based on the rotations that I get to see during practice. Um, but I think you're going to be seeing Solo playing a lot of mop-up um, as long as the scoreboard allows for it. I'm hoping we get to see a lot of the guys who were on the scout team this week play mop-up duty. Um, everybody should play in this game. Uh, USC is a 34.5-point favorite. That's prohibitive. That's significant. They should be able to cover that against this team so the backups can get some development in the game. Um, but again, everybody wants to see Solo out there. 
There's no need to rush him back. Let him, you know, let him get out there, get his feet under him, let him hear and feel the crowd. And again, I want to see him out there for, if I get to see him for five plays, this is a major win because again, he's been at USC since 2018. He has one play under his belt that was on punt coverage. He was he was on the punt return coverage. He wasn't even going down to tackle somebody. He was on the return team. Solo deserves to get out there and to hit somebody and hit them hard. And that's what we all want to see. So the question came up from a listener. We're going to have some fun here in this last segment before we get out of here. Um, the question came up from a listener on the Inside the Trojan Huddle podcast that I'm a part of weekly with uh, Greg Katz and Kevin Bruce and Chris Arledge. Um, the question is, so someone brought up punting. Okay, let me, let me try and set this up for you. Um, is punting winning or is it considered a turnover? On the podcast, um, someone said punting is not a turnover. It is a turnover. And let me explain why. So we all know who said punting is winning. You say they coach one time, Rick Neuheisel. Um, and that's just one of many funny things that uh, Coach Rick uh, said or did during his tenure as the Bruins head coach. We all know that unnecessary timeout that he called against uh, when literally there was what, like a minute left in the game and he wanted to show his team that he wasn't done fighting. Well, after that timeout, uh, if you everybody remembers, the next play that was called was a bomb from Matt Barkley and it was a touchdown and that touchdown bomb basically almost ignited a, uh, a crosstown brawl between them between the two teams never didn't happen but uh that was just a funny thing so back to punting is it a turnover i say it is and here's why so it's uh, we all know what the technical term for a turnover is right okay so when the offense fumbles or you know throws an interception and the opposition recovers the ball fair enough that's a turnover. But what about the old cliche call on fourth down? We've heard the call. The team turns the ball over on downs when they don't convert a fourth down conversion. They turn the ball over on fourth down. So I postulate that punting is turning the ball over too. You're turning the ball over on fourth down. You're not converting. I mean, if we're, if, if we're, if we're using turning the ball over on downs as the description, yeah, punting is also considered a turnover. You're giving the ball to the other team. Literally, you're kicking it to them. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Give me some feedback. Do you agree with uh, with the people who say that punting is not a turnover? Or do you agree with me who is uh, who says it is for the reasons why? Hey, now that we've got that cleared up, why don't you go on, uh, before you head on over to wersc.com, 
and checking out the Inside the Trojan Huddle podcast. You can check out the uh, second listen. Go to the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into an ultimate NFL preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I'll be back again for another show because Locked on USC is with you five times a week. This was our last practice report for the week, but if I get any uh, inside information, I'll be sure to drop it off for you. Until then, you know the routine. Fight on, and we'll see you soon.